Thanks for listening to the Refuel Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for a new episode. Squirrel. So, how many of y'all, you've seen the movie up? That's, yeah. It's, how many, has anybody never seen the movie? You have, an, you have a spiritual homework assignment tonight. Uh, you need to go watch, um, you need to go watch that movie. And, uh, and there you go. So, uh, if you happen to notice, I lost my Apple Pencil. Um, Johnny, I don't know if you see it back there in that sound. If you happen to see it in the sound booth, you can run it up to me. I don't know if that's it right there on the ledge. If not, we'll just have to use imaginary lines tonight. Um, so, gotta love, gotta love Doug. Um, he has that personality, doesn't he? What do we call that personality? We may call it ADHD. That's also, there's a clinical component to that. But how many of you find yourself to be easily distracted? How many of you, you know, you see something shiny and you're like, ooh, squirrel or whatever it is. Like, like squirrel, right? And that, that was me in school. I had a really difficult time uh, focusing on things. If you can imagine that, um, that I had a difficult time focusing on things and I'd be sitting there Math is on the board, and I'm just thinking about something totally different, right? Uh, are you like Doug from Up? How many of y'all would admit that's me? You know, I, I find squirrels on a daily basis. Uh, that's me. Um, there's another guy um, who was kind of like Doug in the Bible, and his name is the Apostle Paul. He's the one that wrote the book of Ephesians. And what we learn through the Apostle, we learn a lot of stuff through the Apostle Paul. But what you see here in chapter 3 is he kind of has a squirrel moment. Uh, where he's, he's kind of talking about something. And then he starts talking about something else. And he's like, ooh, squirrel. We need to talk about this. And what's so cool about the Bible is that the Bible, we talked about this before. That this isn't just a letter that Paul wrote to the Ephesians. This is a divinely inspired, this is a God-breathed letter. So as the Apostle Paul was writing, we learn, we don't have time to get into all of it tonight, but we learned that God took control of the Apostle Paul and he used the Apostle Paul to write this letter that weren't just his opinions, but they were God's words. What's, so really, what's really cool about the way that God brings scripture is that not only are they God's words, but God uses different people's personalities to write exactly what he wants to have written. Have you ever read the Psalms? David is like, he's like some of y'all, like, I know you're going to be 100% when you come to refuel, but I don't know 100% of what. Like some of y'all, like, you're coming into refuel and like the mascara's running and like, 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 like we all know, you don't have to say anything, we know you had a bad day. But then when you have like, you've had a great day, you're just like, you know, coming in to refuel like, what's up girlfriend or whatever it is. Like we know that was David and that was his personality and it comes out in the Psalms. So God, God rose up people and gave people personalities so that he could use them to express his truth to us in his word. And here we see the apostle Paul and his like squirrel moment and how God uses it to reveal something that's really exciting about us and what God's doing. Um, so that's what that's where we are in Ephesians. We've been going. This is the fifth uh, message that we've done in Ephesians, and we've we, you know, five weeks into it. Uh, two weeks ago, Jordan brought um, message number four, the second part of chapter two. It didn't Jordan do a good job? Jordan Jordan killed it. Last week, Trey Bailey came, and we took a break from Ephesians as we talked about missions. But now we're in chapter three. Anybody know? 
who the book of Ephesians was written to. Church, okay, that was better than last time I asked. Church at Ephesus. Do we know anything about the city of Ephesus? Gabe said sinful. Ben said they worshiped a lowercase g god, Artemis. Diana, several names for this, lowercase g God. So, not to get too graphic, was this worship of this false God, was it prim and proper? There was a lot of immorality going on, a lot of sexual immorality going on that was a part of the worship of this God. So you got these Christians that are trying to live in a way that's pleasing to God in the middle of a city that's not living in a way that's pleasing to God. And they need help. They need instruction. So God inspires the Apostle Paul to write them this instruction and this truth from God's word. We talked about the first three chapters of Ephesians talk about how to find out who we are in Christ. And the, le- the last three chapters, four through six, talk about how to live out who we are in Christ. And we're almost, we're almost to the point, starts in two weeks where we learn how to live out who we are in Christ. But the first, as, when we dug in here, week one, we talk about the most important lesson you can learn the school year is who you are in Christ. And we're almost done through Ephesians learning who we are in Christ because we can't know who we are and we can't live who we are in Christ till we know who we are in Christ. And in chapter three, we learn something exciting. We learn about the people that we've become a part of. And that's the church. So let's uh, read these verses together. Um, Ephesians chapter three, we're gonna read verses one through 13. And got a few points and I've got some F words for you to take home tonight. So let's uh, read this. For I, for the, starting in verse one. For this reason I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you've heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery that was made known to me in my revelation as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister to the gift of God's grace, according to the gift of God's grace, sorry, which has, was given to me by the working of his power. To me, though I'm the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for the ages in God who created all things so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he realized in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I'm suffering for you, which is your glory. So tonight, we're gonna talk about this squirrel that Paul chased. And I don't have my uh, pencil. I don't know where it is, so I'm gonna have to use my fat fingers here. And we're gonna see if I can still mark this up. Um, It's probably down in my book bag. So what we see here is in verse one, it says, for this reason, oh, it's not letting me mark it up, okay. It says, for this reason, uh, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ on behalf of you Gentiles, and then you see this little dash up here? You see the dash before verse two? 
That's like a parenthesis. And the parenthesis goes all the way down to the bottom of verse 13. And this is the squirrel. So if you, you, you've been taking notes in your Bible, you may want to put the parenthesis that starts in verse 2 and ends in verse 13. And over the top of that parenthesis, write squirrel. Uh, because what you'll see if you look at verse 14, he, he picks back up on his original thought. Look at verse 1. It says, for this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ, on behalf of you Gentiles. Then he goes into the squirrel. And then in verse 14, he says, for this reason, I bow on my knees. So Paul's starting to tell them how he's praying for them. But he pauses. He chases this squirrel. Because it's like he's almost like, oh, I forgot to tell you this really awesome thing. Has anybody ever been telling you a story and you almost get lost in the story because they keep telling you this detail and 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 before you, before they're done telling you the story, you've forgotten the original story because they're telling you this side story and this side story and this side story. You feel a little bit like that now? This is the side story starting in verse two that Paul is talking about. And what he, just in short, what Paul is telling us here is he's telling us how exciting the church of God is, the people of God. So this is the, like, if you boiled the, the, the message of this down into one sentence, it'd be this. In Christ, God is doing something new and exciting through his church. So why was this thought that God is doing something new and exciting through his church worth Paul chasing this squirrel, taking 12 verses to leave his original thought. Well, I've kind of got three reasons why I think Paul chose to chase this squirrel. So if you're in, yeah, we have a butt ton of note takers, you know, at Refuel, and I love it. So if you're a note taker, you can, these are the three reasons why Paul chose to chase the squirrel. The first reason was to educate us. What do you think of when you think of the word educate? Uh, sometimes I think of like that old school like classroom like where they were allowed to like hit your fingers with sticks and make you stand in a corner and put the dunces cap on you. Uh, I, I, this is a picture of these guys in NASA in the 50s when they were working on the, um, the, 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 the missions to the moon. And isn't it crazy? Like first off, like for some of you, do we have any math people tonight? Like you're, you're a math person. You're willing to say I'm a math person. Like this would I guess be a math person's dream. Uh, whiteboard or a, a blackboard so big enough that you can like, you have to have ladders to write on it. That's how, they were, that's how they made the calculations to go to the moon. Like it's amazing they actually made it, right? So sometimes when we think of teachers, we think of like the old school, like just to be honest, there were classes I sat through that were just snooze fests. How many of y'all like, there's a class that you have, it's usually right after lunch, right? And it's usually not the most interesting course material and you're just like, this is not that kind of class. This is not that kind of education. Because if you look, ah, I really wish I had my, my highlighter. That bothers me. Uh, um, but if you look, every time the word mystery appears, circle it. Because Paul is educating them on something that's a mystery. He says, assuming that you've heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery that was made known by revelation. Um, I've written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the what? Mystery of Christ. Verse six, the mystery is this. Verse nine, I, um, I want to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden through the ages, that there's something interesting. There's something spectacular that no one else has known. And Paul wants to educate, Paul wants to educate them on it. 
Um, this was something that was given to Paul. If you look at verse number two, it says, assuming you heard of the stewardship, that's a word that can mean like plan or dispensation or economy. If you, it, it says, you've heard of the plan of God's grace that was given to me for you. How the mystery was made known to me by revelation. Did you know that God the Lord Jesus Christ appeared to the Apostle Paul and he shared with the Apostle Paul these things and Paul wrote them down. If Jesus appeared to you in bodily form and he said, write these things down, <laughs> you'd be running for a pen and paper. Like if you were sleeping in the middle of the night, Jesus appeared to you, you'd be like, you wouldn't care if you had your boxers on. You'd be like running to wherever there's a pen, wherever there's a paper, you would wanna write this stuff down. And this was something that God revealed to Paul. Well, what was it? that he revealed to Paul. You can see in verse six and in verse nine exactly what he revealed. He said, the mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. The first part of this mystery, this exciting new thing, was that for thousands of years, the only way to connect with God was to become Jewish. We can read through the Old Testament that there were all of these, all of these kosher dietary laws and there were all these things that people had to follow in order to connect with God. Most of those people were people who were Jewish by birth, but it was also possible that if you adapt, adapted those Jewish laws and those Jewish customs, you could become, even though you were not Jewish by race, you could become Jewish and be part of what they called the court of the Gentiles in the temple and you could connect with God in that way. It didn't save you to do that, but you could connect with God in that way. And what he's saying is this is something new, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, meaning they're given the Holy Spirit just like anybody else who believes in Jesus, that they're members of the same body, the church, and that they're partakers in the promise in Christ Jesus, that they can be saved, that they can have eternal life through Jesus Christ, that it's available not just for this group of people, it's available for everyone. And also, you can see in verse nine, the mystery has been hidden for all ages, that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known. So that all of these people, whether they're Jewish people, and they have the history of connecting with God through all these laws that Jesus fulfilled, or whether they're people who weren't Jewish, they were Gentiles, like probably most of us in this room, that everyone could connect with God through Jesus and they could be saved through Jesus and they could be brought together in this thing called the church. Now what's kind of so exciting about that and I really wish I could draw this. Uh, <laughs> I'm really getting frustrated. There's probably a way, there's probably a way to do this. I just don't know how. Uh, uh, but here, here's, here's what, <sighs> are you sure that's not my pencil sitting right there on that ledge? Like right behind that monitor. I see something white. No, okay, sorry. It's driving me, <laughs> it's driving me crazy. Um, so April's gonna go look for it. Um, but here, I'm gonna try my best to illustrate it using rudimentary objects, okay? So I need, I need, a, uh, I need a, a person to help me. Um, I need, let's see. Um, everybody's volunteering, Ben. <laughs> so let's get Xavier. Xavier, get up here, okay? So, yeah, I need to kind of start. Now, um, I need uh, somebody else, and preferably someone who's Nehemiah. Can you get up here? And then Kurt, okay? So he, here, here's, here's what I, I need. Oh, so, so now, okay, so Xavier, I want you to stand right back here, all right? Who needs a pencil when you have humans, all right? And then you got Nehemiah here, and Kurt, you just stand big and tall right there, okay? And, okay, 
that's good. Now, I need one more volunteer, preferably in middle school or Addison. You'd be perfect for this. I want you to stand between Nehemiah and Kurt, okay? So, here's the idea. Now, now I want you to read this passage here. I think this is actually going to be a better illustration. I want you to read through this. It says, how the mystery... Remember, there's that word mystery. It was made known, which is not made known to the sons of men in other generations. So, Xavier is, he represents the sons of men in other generations. You know what that means? Everyone who ever existed before Jesus. Actually, yeah, everyone who ever existed before Jesus. So when you read in the Old Testament, you read about Abraham. You read about Moses. You read about David. You read about uh, the, the prophets, uh, Isaiah and Jeremiah and Hosea and Malachi. All of these Old Testament people, this mystery was not revealed to men in other generations, but it's now been revealed to these holy apostles. Addison is the mystery. Now, what is the mystery? It's that the Gentiles and the Jews have been brought together in this thing called the church. The mystery, it, there's my pencil. Yeah, baby. You know, the Bible says, he who findeth a wife findeth a good thing. So, give it up for April. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, so, so Addison represents the church. This is the mystery. And why is it that these Old Testament prophets, even though God shared with them all of these things, why did they not see the church? The Bible speaks about the first coming of Jesus, right? It was predicted that he'd come from, that he'd, he'd be born in Bethlehem, that he'd be born of a virgin, that, virgin, that he'd be a suffering servant, right? And it predicts the first coming. And it predicts the second coming when Jesus comes and restores the kingdom to Israel. And when he, when he rules on earth and when he comes as the mighty king, the, the, the lion. But these old guys here in the Old Testament, as they were looking, it's been compared to mountains, and Nehemiah is the first mountain, which represents the first coming, and Curse the second mountain, which represents the second coming. Have you ever looked out on mountains before, and you can see one ridge? But hunters know exactly what I'm talking about. You can see one ridge, and then you can see the ridge behind it, but what you can't see what's in the holler in between the two ridges. Are you following me? The holler in between the two ridges is the church. It was something that God made a mystery, but now it's been revealed. Are you following me? From his perspective, all y'all turn and face this way and get in a perfect line. Xavier can see Nehemiah. Xavier can see Kurt. He cannot see Addison. That was the perspective of the Old Testament prophets and what God revealed to them. But now... Xavier, come over here. Now we can see everything that God reveals. And we can see that between the first coming of Jesus in Bethlehem and when he lived and died for us, and the second coming when he returns for us, there is the church. So we're living in a really exciting time that we can see what God's doing. Y'all can have a seat. Give it up for the, yeah, give it up for our, give it up for our volunteers. Because yeah, what I was trying to do, what I meant to do if my pencil had not fallen off, was I was going to try to draw it here. And I was going to try to draw, you know, mountain number one and mountain number two and a person. Oh. <laughs> not the way I was trying to do that one. And a person standing. <laughs> 
standing and looking and being able to see this mountain and this mountain, but not being able to see the church. Is it making sense? Do you see it? Okay. So why did Paul choose the squirrel? Because he wanted to educate us on what was happening. But he also chose the squirrel because he wanted to enlist us. He wanted to be, an, he wanted us who are in Christ, who are believers, who are Christians, to embrace God's church. When I'm talking about church, I'm not talking, I hope you understand this. I think most of you get this. We're not talking about a building. You get that, right? Like church is not the building. You know, remember the, the song you used to sing? This is the church and this is the steeple. Open it. How, like, open the doors and see all the people. Or however that worked when you were kids. I don't know. If, did anybody sing that song better than I did? Okay. The church is not the building. The church is the people. The ch- literally, the word church means ecclesia. Called out, a called out gathering of people. Okay, so when, when we get together in the park, it's the church. When we get together here, it's the church. When we gather on Sunday morning, it's the church. There's a little more to it than that, but not much more than that. And he wants us to be a part of it. Why? Why? Well, the first thing is because it's so exciting when we all get together. Do you realize, like, we're, we're actually missing a pretty big group of our homeschoolers tonight, uh, which, which is strange. Because you know, we have a good, solid representation. You ever realize we have a good, solid representation from so many schools here at Refuel? We have a Midland crowd. We have a Huntington crowd. And we have a Huntington crowd and we have a Midland crowd. I've been told by Midland people that sometimes I always say Huntington before I say Midland. And I've been told by Midland people I always say Huntington before I say. So I'm just going to say it however it lands, wherever the first person I look at school you represent. But we have Huntington people. We have Midland people. We have Barbersville people. We have Milton people. We have, we have people like Johnny who come across the, across the river from, from, from uh, Fair. Chesapeake. I almost said the F word, didn't I? I almost said Fairland. Who come across from Fairland? Nehemiah. We have homeschoolers. We have people who go to Covenant. We have Spring Valley, right? Fairland. Dropouts. Did somebody say drop? If you're dropout, you're. Do you see all the difference? We have pe- we have people who are we have people who are country who are con- just who here admit, admit like I'm a redneck. I like to hunt, fish, love every day. I'm a Luke Bryan wannabe. Like, and then we've got some people. Who, you know, we got some people who are all into sports. Where's the sports people at? Then you got do we? We probably even have people that are into anime. You know, and, and that like to, that are gamers and they like to game. We have, we have theater people here. You're the dramatic ones, right? No, we, no I'm just joking. But we have, we have so many different, but you know what's awesome? We come and we all love each other and we all work together. And that's what Paul was saying here. That's what he, God, the squirrel that he was hunting and chasing, that God had him chase. It was to remind us that back then the big division, it was a racial division. It was Jewish and Gentiles. Here we have divisions about where we go to school and what we like to do and, and how we like to dress and, and that kind of stuff. But the big point is that even though in, in culture and in the community, people like you are divided, here people like you are united. It was said in the early church in the first century and maybe even in Ephesus that Christians were a third race. Because there were Jewish people in the church and there were Gentile people in the church and, and, and those two groups usually did not get along but because these people were together in Christ, they were a third race. It was an entirely new group of people. So look down. Oh, I have my pencil. Ooh, 
this is exciting. All right. Uh, so, so we're, we're down. We're down here in verse. You know, we're, we're down here in verse. Uh, verse number seven of the gospel. I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which is given me by the working of His power. To me, though I'm the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles. There it is, the unsearchable riches of Christ. Um, so that, look at this, through the church, I'm going to change my color here, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known. You ever hear that word manifold? Does anybody know what that means? I mean, I'm a, I'm a car guy, so I know what an intake manifold is. Like, like I, I, know, I know that kind of stuff. But anybody ever, what, is it, what does manifold mean? That's not a, a word I use, that people use very often. I never realized that I was like yesterday years old when I realized this life hack to understand what manifold means. Because it has to do with many different aspects of something. So if you're, if you, if you, how many of y'all that word is in your Bible, manifold? Here's what you do. Okay, circle it and write this next to it. Many folds. Many different parts of it. And the best way that I could illustrate it is a diamond. So when I'm talking about many folds, I'm not talking about when your Aunt Bertha comes to your pool party in a bikini, okay? Ain't nobody needs to see that many folds. Um, what I'm talking about, <laughs> what I'm talking about, <laughs> maybe that's a bad illustration. This is a much better, <laughs> this is a much better illustration. A diamond. A diamond when you look at it. If you look at somebody, maybe an engagement ring or diamond earrings, it just looks like this tiny little sparkly thing. But when you zoom into a diamond, what you realize is there are like 50 bajillion sides to that diamond. And what makes a diamond so sparkly is that when the light hits that diamond, it bounces off of every single one of those many folds of the diamond and it emits this beautiful sparkling light. And what, the, what God is telling us here is that the manifold wisdom of God happens when his light hits us as the church and we're all clumped. We're all gathered together in this diamond and the way that God's light, we're unified, right? We're unified in Christ, but we're all a little different and that when God's light bounces off Christian and then it bounces off of Judah and then it bounces off of Gabe and then it bounces off of Nehemiah and it bounces off of each one of us in a different way, it creates this beautiful thing that if it bounced off us individually, it just wouldn't look the same. You following me? You see that? This incredible picture of the church when we gather together. But it gets even better, okay? When he's chasing a squirrel and he's trying to enlist us. Well, why should we get together? Because it's a beautiful thing. Who sees this beautiful thing? Well, people in the area see it. But did you see what it says here? Did you see what it says so it might be made known to who? To the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. You know what that means? You know who the rulers and authorities in heavenly places are? Gabe, was that you that said it? The angels. The angels are watching us as we gather together and we are teaching the angels about the glory of God when we're unified together and when we work together. Did you know that Angels are a real thing. 
You don't have the shirt on today, Gabe, do you? The biblically? Okay. Gabe has this awesome t-shirt. I'll show it to you later. Maybe you'll wear it one night. But this biblically accurate angel shirt, it's awesome. Anyway, so, so when these, the angels are watching, you, you know, angels and demons are a real thing. We're going to get into that later in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter six. It says, we don't wrestle against uh, flesh and blood, uh, but against principalities and powers in high places. I actually got the verses right here against rulers and authorities, of the unseen realm against mighty powers in this dark world, evil spirits in heavenly places. There are angels. Some of them have rebelled against God, good and bad angels. And what happens when we gather together, we teach them how great God is. You know, angels aren't like God. They're not all-knowing. They have to learn. What's interesting is in the Bible, you see that. Talks about the gospel, the good news in 1 Peter 1.12. The gospel's been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's so wonderful, the gospel, that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. I can imagine... I'm taking a little bit of liberty here, but the angels are like, like on the last cloud on the heaven side of heaven. And they're looking down on us, people being saved and people being, their lives being transformed by Jesus. And they're like, whoa. I get this friend named Skip and he usually goes, wow. And I can imagine those angels, they're all going, wow. Like, like when they see God changing people's lives. First Corinthians chapter two, or chapter six, do you know that in the new heaven, in the new earth, in the new world, when Jesus comes back, we as believers will judge angels? We will be in charge of judging angels? But for now, what we get to do when we're gathering together, sometimes it doesn't feel very exciting. You know, we're missing maybe 20 of our regulars tonight, and we didn't have music, so we didn't get to have all the Hillsong like white girl vibes. But you know that we met together, we prayed together, we played together the cup game, we're opening God's word together, we're encouraging each other. Something supernatural is happening right now. We are teaching the angels right now. And that's why Paul chased the squirrel, is so that we could understand how important it is that we get together and how awesome it is that we get together. I need to calm down. So the final E, because we gotta get going. Why did Paul chase the squirrel to encourage us? How many of y'all been following Coach Prime here in uh, Colorado? How, yeah, it's just been kind of cool to watch. But what I've noticed is how, like, how he gets his guys pumped up. Because he encourages them. He brings out the best in them. And the final thing that Paul does here that God had, you know, the reason God had Paul chase the squirrel was to encourage us. We don't have much time, but just look at verse 11. The first is that this is the, the church has always been part of God's plan. Us getting together has always been part of God's plan. This wasn't like a, oops, need a plan B. It's always been plan A. This was, verse 11, according to the eternal purpose that he, was, that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord. So when we're getting together, God planned for us to be together tonight. That's awesome. Be encouraged. Verse number 12, uh, we should be encouraged because we have boldness and access to Jesus. In verse 12, it says, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. We come, to get, we come together, we don't have to go through like all kinds of rituals in order to connect with God. If you've trusted Jesus as your savior, you've responded to his gospel, you have the Holy Spirit inside you and you have access to Jesus on the giant Twinkie in the morning when you're riding the school bus. Like you have access, you know, like, like you have access when, like, you, when, you, when you go to the school bathroom just to get away from everyone and you can smell the dull smell of vape. Like you can access God in that moment. Like you can, you can access God when it's just you in your room. You can access God anywhere and you can talk to him and you can have boldness in that and confidence in that. 
And we can have that together. And finally, he encourages them by saying, don't lose heart. You know where Paul wrote this letter from? Have we talked about that yet? You know where Paul was when he wrote this letter? He was in prison. He was in prison. In verse one, it says, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles. Even though Paul was in prison, he said, don't lose heart over what I'm suffering for you. This is for your glory. We should be encouraged when we gather together because even though some of you, your day was a sub five day when you went around a circle in your God pod, is that God is doing something exciting and he's doing something new among us when we gather together. So that's the point. In Christ, God's doing something new and exciting through his church. I gotta dismiss because it's time to go. So I'm gonna put these four F words on the screen for you. We're gonna, we're gonna write them down. You can pray. Um, but, um, but I'm gonna put these on the screens. You, know, you need to make God, God's church a priority in your culture first. Don't faint. Don't lose heart. Failure doesn't have to be final unless you want it to be. We didn't even get to get into this verse here with the Apostle Paul where he said, I'm the very least of the saints. And Paul killed Christians before he became one that had to haunt him, his past had to haunt him, yet God used him, so don't let failure be final unless you want it to be. And finally, faith. Are you a part of this body that Jesus has put together? You become a part of this body, this group, this family, by trusting in Jesus as your Savior. If you don't know that you're saved, if you don't know that you're a Christian, please, please, please put your faith and your trust in Jesus. If you have questions or you want someone to explain it maybe a little more, um, please talk to me afterwards or talk to whoever brought you to refuel afterwards. We'd love to just chat with you. We won't put any pressure on you or anything like that and we won't embarrass you. Um, but this is something exciting that God's doing and we get to be a part of it. So let's pray and then we'll make like a baby and head out, all right? All right. Um, God, thank you for bringing us here together. Um, God, thank you for what you're doing through us. This is such an exciting place to be. These are such exciting students to be around, and I can't help but just get pumped up um, being around them. Um, God, thank you that this has always been your plan. Um, even though those Old Testament saints didn't see it, uh, and even though we go through difficulties sometimes, God, thank you that we get to be your church. We get to gather together here and your light shines off us and, and, and the community sees it and even the angels see it and then we get to scatter out and win people to you and show people your love. Uh, so God, thank you for what we have. Uh, thank you for the church and Lord, I pray that um, as, as we go out uh, that you'll use us in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Refuel Podcast. If you have any questions or would like to review the notes from this podcast, be sure to download the Refuel app from the App Store on any mobile device.